Hello, and welcome to the Word Experience Podcast, where the Word of God is experienced in a fresh new way. Prepare yourself to hear God's Word talk with simplicity and understanding. And now, here's your host, Cliff Goldberg. What it do, what it do, what it do, fam. Uh, welcome to the Word Experience Podcast, where we experience the Word in a fresh new way. I am your host, Cliff Gober. You know how we do it. Let's start with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you so much for this time of learning, uh, for this time of sharing, for this time of revelation, for this time of understanding. We thank you, God, for the technology uh, that has made this type of podcast available, that it goes literally all over the world to bless your people. Now, God, as I prepared myself to share with your people, I just declare that I open myself up to you and you use me as a vessel today, uh, that the only things that come out of my mouth are the things that you need your people to hear. We declare that every ear is anointed to hear, every heart is open and ready to receive. Uh, We declare and uh, bind any satanic or demonic force from being successful in hindering the plan of God for this podcast and for this time. For those people who are driving and listening, God, we declare that they be safe and sound, no hurt, no harm, no danger, no accidents. Uh, even though they may get a little excited about what they hear today. God, this is your time. This is your word. This is your Holy Spirit. And uh, I just open myself up to be used however you see fit. We thank you and praise you. We honor you and we bless you. And we declare these things to be so in Jesus' name. Thank God. Amen. Hey, 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 hey. Glad to have you guys with us today, man. I got an awesome show. It's always an awesome show because it's an awesome word from an awesome God. And I'm just going to dive right on in. We're talking about trusting God at all times. Trusting God at all times. Uh, You know, uh, for many of us who grew up in church, who've been around church and learned the traditional uh, understandings or the traditional roles or the traditional ways that we quote unquote do church, uh, oftentimes we've learned how to, uh, uh, as, as I heard one minister say, perfect phoniness. And when it comes to trusting God, it's easy to say I trust God when everything is going well. Uh, it's easy to say I trust God when I'm at church, uh, when the organ is playing or the preacher is preaching or the music is going. Or somebody says, you know, turn, turn to your neighbor and tell him, Lord, I trust you. Lord, I trust you. Right. That's easy. But in everyday living, what I call between the Sundays, you know, the challenge comes on trusting God in all areas at all times. And so I wanted to dig into a, a, a few uh, scriptures and some things that I've learned uh, that I'd like to share with you guys. And, and uh, I'm sure as it has helped me to be able to trust God between the Sundays, I'm sure it will help you. Because that's, you know, listen. Trusting God on Sunday in church doesn't really help everybody else that we come across in our in our path on a regular basis. They people need to see what trusting God looks like from a practical, everyday, non-emotional, um, everyday living perspective. And so, we want to look at some things. I don't know how long this is going to go. Uh, I may do a part two. Uh, I don't know. You guys know how we do. We just flow with it. So let's just flow with it. All right. We're going to start at Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 5. And we're going to really look at this concept of trust and really define it 
in a manner where we can kind of see it in our mind's eye. So when we hear the word trust or when we say the word trust or when we think the word trust, there are some, some definite concrete images that will come to mind. All right. So Proverbs 3 and 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Now, many of us are familiar with that scripture. Some of you guys probably finished quoting it before I even got through with it. Okay, but let's 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 roll up our sleeves and dig down a little deep now to really get the meaning here. The Amplified Translation of Proverbs 3 and 5 says, Lean on, trust in, and be confident in the Lord with all your heart and mind, and do not rely on your own insight or understanding. I'm going to say that again. Lean on, trust in, and be confident in the Lord with all your heart and mind, and do not rely on your own insight or understanding. Now, I've never seen a better definition of the word trust than these three words, leaning on, trusting in, which is still trust, and being confident in the Lord. Lean on, trust in, and be confident in the Lord. That's what we're talking about when we're talking about trust. Now, it's an interesting thing about leaning, right? When we lean on something, we lean on a table, or we lean up against the wall, or we lean up against a fence, right? We can't lean on two things at the same time because we're putting all of our weight on the one thing that's supporting us. So if I'm leaning on a table, I can't lean on a chair at the same time. If I'm leaning on one wall, I can't lean on a wall on the other side of the room at the same time. I'm only going to be leaning in one direction. And, and, and Solomon is writing here, if you're going to lean in one direction, let the direction be the Lord. If you're going to be confident in something, because he gives us a choice here. We can lean on the Lord or we can lean on our own insight or understanding. And, and, and the implication is you can only pick one. So in a certain situation, am I going to lean on the Lord or I'm going to lean on my understanding? Right. And when he talks about all your heart and mind, obviously, he's not talking about that muscle inside our chest, but he's talking about with our inner man. Right. With our inner man, with our thoughts, with our emotions. Right. With our intellect. Okay, where are we leaning? And he's saying lean on the Lord as opposed to leaning on your understanding. Now, for many people, that can be a challenge because maybe all your life you had to lean on yourself. You didn't have anybody else. You didn't have parents that looked out for you. You didn't have big brothers or big sisters that looked out for you. Maybe you didn't really have coaches or teachers that looked out for you. So you had to look out for yourself. And so most of your life, you've leaned on you because that's what you had to do to survive. Then you, you had an encounter with God. You became a Christian and you're learning how to live this Christian life. And now here's something that's smacking you in the face that's saying everything you've done up until this point, not only do you need to change, but you need to go in the opposite direction. 
you can't lean on yourself. I mean, you can lean on yourself, but there is a greater one that's available to you now that you can lean on. Lean on, trust in, and be confident in the Lord with all your heart and your mind. And do not rely or do not lean on your own insight or understanding. I mean, man, we could do (laughs) 45 minutes on just that. Okay, and so for those of you who are challenged with this, I mean, really, really challenged with it, then, you know, in your prayer time, in your Bible study time, you know, because maybe maybe this is still kind of new for you and, and you don't really know God enough to be confident to lean on him. So maybe what you need to do is dig into the scriptures and find God talking about himself and showing you who he is. So then you can have the confidence in God or you can have more confidence in God than you do in your on yourself in yourself. And now the leaning becomes a little easier and it might be a day by day, step by step process. And that's cool. God knows where you are. He's not going anywhere and and he will help you. Uh, What's the uh, I think I used this before. Ask the Savior to help you. Right. Uh, comfort something and keep you, right? Jesus will see you through. I still can't remember that song. <laughs> Man, and I, they sang that song all the time growing up, but but Jesus, will he's able to see you through, amen? Um, speaking of old songs, there was an old hymn we used to sing back in the day when I was growing up, and the, and the hook was leaning, 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 Safe and secure from all alarms, leaning, leaning, leaning on the everlasting arms, right? So he, he they're talking about leaning on the Lord more than you lean on yourself. Now, you know, I don't necessarily have to lean on the Lord to get ready to go to work every morning. I know how to do that. Okay, but there is still a leaning that says, you know what, maybe you don't want to wear this today. Or you know what, maybe you need to call so-and-so before you leave. Or you know what, son, don't worry about listening to a sermon this morning while you're getting ready. Why don't you just listen to some music? There is still some leaning in the preparing to go to work, right? There's no necessarily leaning to drive to work on a regular basis. I know how to drive to work. But maybe there's another smaller leaning that says, you know what, don't take this direction to work. Take another direction. Go to go past the such and such and such and such. Right. Because, you know, I've made God, I made myself available to God for whatever he wants to do, whenever he wants to do in my life. Right. Uh, This whole podcast came out of, you know, uh, his direction, not 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 from a perspective of son, I want you to do a podcast. You know, it wasn't that type of thing, but one thing uh, led to another thing, which led to another thing, and the idea for the podcast uh, came up. So I lean on him. I lean on him for what to teach and what to share with you guys. You know, I don't have a set list of things that I want to teach. Um, I wasn't sure what this podcast was going to be up until about three, four days ago. Okay, and I was praying about what to teach, and he said, you know, teach on trusting God. I said, all right, we can rock with that. So, so it's great, man, because it, 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 the weight of life is lifted off of us 
when we get better and better and better at trusting God. The stress of life gets minimized because we're leaning on God more than we're leaning on our own understanding. And, you know, as much as we know and as much as we understand, our knowledge and our understanding is limited, especially when you compare it to God who knows all. Right? You're going to compare your finite understanding to God's infinite understanding and wisdom and think that what you think that that understanding is going to be greater than his. That 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 insight, your insight, <laughs> listen to this, your insight, you trust more than the insight of the creator of the universe. Now, I know, again, for many of you, there's a pattern that was developed where you've had to trust yourself. And, and it seemed like God wasn't there. But I'll give you a little secret. He was always there. All right? All right? He was always there. He may have seemed to be at a distance, but he was always there. And now you're at a place now where you can take that relationship to another level by leaning on him and trusting in him and having confidence in him more than you have confidence in your own insight and understanding. Amen? All right. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. All right. Let's go to Psalm 62, verses 7 and 8. Psalm 62, verses 7 and 8. And as we go through these various scriptures, I think some of them uh, speak to reasons to trust God. Right? This is a, this is a good one. Psalm 62, verses 7 and 8. Uh, verse 7 says, In God is my salvation and my glory, the rock of my strength, and my refuge is in God. Watch this. Trust in Him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart before Him. Why? Because God is a refuge for us. God is a refuge for us. I would say that a refuge is a place of safety. When you're in trouble, when you don't know what direction to go in, and you can find yourself at a place of refuge. In the Old Testament, uh, I believe at a certain time of the year or a certain season, uh, um, if you had criminals or people who have been in trouble, uh, they could be uh, uh, housed at a city called the City of Refuge. In Los Angeles, there's a church called City of Refuge, and it has the implication of a place where you can go and be safe. And so God says, I am the place that you can go and be safe. For my people, you can come to me and be safe. Um, uh, 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 the scripture says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run in and are safe. Uh, I was in Sunday school uh, just this past Sunday, and we were talking about the lighthouse and how at, in the daytime when the sun is out and the weather's nice, the lighthouse is like a nice piece of architecture. But when it's dark and it's stormy and it's rainy and the wind is blowing all over the place and the waves are crashing everywhere and you don't know where you are, you can look to the light at that lighthouse and it can guide you to safety. And maybe for many of us, man, our lives are pretty cool. Everything's pretty ordinary. You know, God is kind of like that, uh, that lighthouse on a sunny day. You know it's there. And it's like, hey, God, you're there. Thank you. Appreciate you. Love you. And you're going on about your life. But every now and then, things get dark. 
and things get stormy and things get rainy and the winds of life are blowing you to and fro. And at that particular moment, you can look to the God who says, I am your refuge. I am your strong tower. I am your place of safety. And we can look to him and, and navigate through the storms that come in life. Boy, that, that'll preach right there. That, 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 I don't know what I had my tacos today. I'm feeling pretty good right about now. <laughs> but, but, but focusing in on, you know, verse 8, trust in him at all times. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. I believe Hezekiah Walker uh, has a song called Power Belongs to God. And, and I think it, most of it comes out of Psalm 62. Trust him at all times. I don't know. I'm not going to try to sing no more. I'm done singing. <laughs> Pour out your heart before him. And then he says, uh, that's, that's, that's what it is. Thank you, Lord. Trust in the Lord at all times. Pour out your heart before him. Power belongs to God. Right. God has spoken once and twice. I've heard this power belongs to God. OK, so a lot of that you can catch that in Psalm 62 uh, verses seven and eight. Um, you know, we thank God for David and the sons of Korah and others who wrote the Psalms, because many of our modern day singers and songwriters can take those Psalms and turn them into really wonderful worship songs and praise songs and and uh, really blesses the people. Okay, I'm going to look at Psalm 62, verses 7 and 8 through a message, uh, I'm sorry, through a translation called the Voice Translation. And it says, my salvation and my significance depend ultimately on God. Watch that. My salvation and my significance depend ultimately on God. The core of my strength, my shelter is in the true God. Have faith in him in all circumstances, dear people. Open up your heart to him. The true God shelters us in his arms. The true God shelters us in his arms. Open up your heart to him. Open up your heart to him. And I have this note written down. It's hard to trust God with a closed heart. And, and, and church and religious uh, ways of thinking and traditional ways of seeing God and seeing church and seeing all of this stuff will, will make you think or have you think that you don't have to have an open heart for this to work. And, and, and you don't need an open heart to, to, to seem like you're all holy at church. You don't need an open heart necessarily uh, because, again, as I said earlier in the podcast, we've perfected phoniness. Many people in the church, I'm not going to put myself in there because, well, yeah, I will. I, I mean, there was a time where I was a part of that, you know, where you have all the, the church lingo and the church vocabulary and, and we know all the right things to say. Right. The simplest aspect of that is God is good. And everybody says all the time. And then somebody says and all the time. And somebody says God is good. We've got all of that stuff on lock. But but those things are not designed to create an atmosphere of an open heart. And it is the open heart that really allows us to trust God. Now, here's the thing about opening our heart and not just to God, but to anybody. It creates a position of vulnerability 
And nobody wants to be vulnerable. Why? It's scary to be vulnerable in front of somebody. It's scary to open up your heart to somebody and lay yourself out naked. I don't mean naked with any clothes. I mean emotionally naked. Because now the person that you're opening up to has the ability now to hurt you in the, in the deepest places. And, and, and there are not a lot of examples in our lives that we can point to where we say, when I open my heart to this person, they really ministered to me. And when I open my heart to this person, they really got me out of the situation that I was in. You know, most of the time, unfortunately, even in the body of Christ, many testimonies say I open up to somebody and they hurt me. And people are walking around the, the walking wounded, spiritual zombies, because they've been hurt so bad. By somebody that they opened up to, now they can't open up to anybody, let alone open up to God. Because like, well, God, why'd you let this happen to me? And so, you know, just as it is a challenge to lean on God, it can sometimes also be a challenge to open up to God. But I'm telling you, man, he is a refuge for us. He is the core of our strength. If we, if we can get to the place of opening up to him, he will strengthen us. And we, we did, I think the last podcast was on uh, human weakness, divine strength. That when we open ourselves up to God, open our hearts to him, he imbues and dues empowers us. <laughs> Pick a word, any word. Uh, I think the tacos are wearing off. <laughs> but he, he infuses us with strength. And allows us to be able to bear up under whatever issues that we're going. I'm telling you, man, I, I've, I've had to make that transition where I had told myself finally, I just said, you know what? I'm just going to trust God. Whatever happens, I'm just going to trust God because I've gotten to the end of myself. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do this. Whatever the this was. I think that this basically was, I don't know how to do life. I don't know how to do this. I thought I did. I've gotten to the end of myself. I don't have anything else. I have other people, but, you know, they're only going to be able to help me so far. I'm going to trust God. And I'm going to just trust God and let the chips fall where they fall. And uh, that was kind of the beginning of the turnaround in my life. Where I just finally opened up to him, tears in my eyes, laying in a fetal position on the floor of my apartment where I was late for rent again. And and I just finally said, I, I just got to trust you, but you got to show me how to do this. And he did. Step by step, day by day, he showed me how to live this life. Because And now my salvation and my significance depend ultimately on him. He is the core of my strength. He is my shelter. The true God is who he is in my life. And I do the best I can to trust him in all circumstances. You know, <clears throat> I sometimes, you know, because I'm human, I may trust myself a little bit. And then the Holy Spirit will go, son, just do what I ask you to do. I got you. That's probably the deepest, most spiritual, most non-spiritual sounding phrase that I've ever heard the Holy Spirit speak to me. I got you. I got you. It's okay, son. I got you. I got you. Just those three words have gotten me through a whole lot of things. Calmed me down in the middle of the night. Helped me to deal with difficult circumstances because I wanted to handle it a certain way. And I had to choose to lean on God's way and not lean on my way. 
And in doing that, he's always come through for me. All right. All right. Let's look at Isaiah 26, verse 4. Isaiah 26, verse 4. <clears throat> Isaiah 26 and 4 says, Trust in the Lord forever, for in Yah the Lord is everlasting strength. The Amplified says, "Trust." So trust in the Lord. Commit yourself to Him. Lean on Him. There's that word again. Hope confidently in Him forever. For the Lord God is an everlasting rock, the rock of ages. I love the message translation on this one. It says, depend on God and keep at it. Watch this. Because in the Lord God, you have a sure thing. Depend on God and keep at it. Because in the Lord God, you have a sure thing. A sure thing. Uh, a sure thing. Uh, in Proverbs 3 and 6, uh, right after, uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Many of you guys know the rest of that scripture. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Uh, another translation says that he will make your path straight. So you can depend on God and you can lean on God because he will make your path straight and because in the Lord your God you have a sure thing and because he is the rock of ages and because he is everlasting strength and because he is a refuge for us. He is a shelter for us. And so yeah man, train yourself. I see that Lord. Train yourself to trust God. Train yourself to lean on God. Sometimes in situations that are not critical, practice trusting God more than you trust yourself. You know, work the trusting God muscles on a regular basis. I think we've talked about working out as it relates to godly living in times past. Practice it. Practice it. Practice it. Uh, I think it's in, in Philippians 4. Paul says, the things that you have seen and, and heard of me and seen me do, you put it into practice. Practice. You got to work on it, especially if that's not your natural leaning. <laughs> you got to work on it. You got to practice it. Think in your mind what it looks like to lean on God in certain situations. Give yourself scenarios uh, when you're not doing anything, you're driving or whatever, give yourself scenario. Okay, if this would happen, how would I trust God? If this would go down, what would trust God, trusting God look like in this situation? What would trusting God look like in this situation? Right? I've got two friends of mine. Uh, their their son was tragically murdered uh, not too long ago, and man, they are trusting God now in ways they've never had to trust God before. They got to raise their grandbabies now. And they have to trust God. Now, you know, to go into a situation like that, trying to learn how to trust God in that situation, that'd be kind of tough. But these are mature saints of God. And so they've been trusting God for most of their Christian lives. And so now when the pressure comes, when more weight is added to the bar, their muscles are developed. Even though the bar is kind of heavy, God is helping them to lift that bar and they're trusting them. Uh, in ways that they've never had to trust him before. So trust in the Lord at all times. Pour out your heart before him. Power belongs to God. All right. All right. On that note, let's look at now trusting God in a time of trouble. All right. And I have this written down. In a time of trouble, which way do we lean? 
we lean in the direction that we trust the most. The juice emerges when the squeeze is applied. All right. And then it says, talk about default mechanisms in computers. Okay, so we know, let's say you've got a computer at work and the computer is hooked up to a printer, right? Usually the IT person will select a printer and that will be the default printer, right? So if you just print without paying attention to which, which printer you're using, it'll go to one particular printer. Now, where I work, we've got, let's see, one, two, three, four printers, three printers, that our, our paperwork can go to. Well, uh, the, the default printer now is one particular printer in our break room, but there's another printer in another room that I can send it to, but I have to on purpose change the default setting. And so when we're talking about trusting God, for many of us, as I mentioned earlier today, uh, the default setting of trust is our own understanding because that's just kind of how we've set the the trust in our mind, right? It's how we've set the, the printer. The default mechanism is to trust ourselves. And now we're talking about trusting God. Now we're going to have to change the default setting and on purpose learn how to trust God more than we trust ourselves in times of trouble. And that's where that, that, that phrase, the, the juice emerges when the squeeze is applied. When the squeeze of life is applied, we'll know who we trust because it's coming out from the inside of us. Okay, so we got to work on changing the, the mechanism in our mind, changing the default setting in our mind to trust God in trouble more than we trust ourselves in trouble. And again, you can't wait for trouble to come to now automatically try to try to now trust God. It may be too late for you in that situation and you might need some help. Okay. Um, or that might be eh, that might be the perfect opportunity for you to say, I trust God. You know, and again, that's kind of that is kind of the way it went down for me. I was in a bad place, man, and I just said, ah, I gotta trust God because I don't know how to do this. So, God, you gotta help me. You gotta help me. You know, and He did because He was my He's my refuge. Even when I didn't know He was my refuge, even when I didn't really know He was my rock. Yeah, I heard that growing up in church, but I didn't know it for myself. And once I got it for myself, I started working on those trust muscles and expanding it to every area of life. Now it's now I don't want to live any other way without trusting God. You know, in my business, in my ministry, in my daily living, in my interactions with people, uh, at my job, I gotta trust God, man. Because man, if I if I didn't have God in my life, I <laughs> those of you who know me think I'm a wonderful, great guy, and praise God, I'm glad for that report. But you know. I have not always been as you see me now. <laughs> we going to leave it like that. All right. All right. Let's look at a couple of scriptures where trusting God in a time of trouble is concerned. And we're just kind of, we're going to kind of just roll through these. I think we did some really good heavy stuff in the beginning. Uh, and we're just going to rock on. Yes, we are. All right. So let's go to Psalm 46 and 1. Psalm 46 and 1. And again, this, this is now um, ammunition, fuel that we can use to build up our confidence where trusting God is concerned. Psalm 46 and 1 says, God is our refuge and strength, 
a very present help in trouble. He is our refuge. We saw that word before. And he is our strength. We saw that word before. A very present help in trouble. So this whole illusion that Christians can, will never have trouble. Because mm -mm. there's another psalm that says many are the afflictions of the righteous. But this is sort of a sister scripture to Psalms 46. But God delivers them out of them all. So many are the afflictions are the right of the righteous, but God delivers them out of them all. Okay, here we go. This is sort of a reverse version. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Right? And you can, you know, so so when we're in trouble, he's there. He's our refuge and strength. Right? When we're afflicted for whatever reason, he's a deliverer out of our afflictions. So we can trust him. All right, Psalms 91 and 15, Psalms 91 and 15, Psalm 91 is a, is a fantastic uh, scripture, um, really, really fantastic scripture that Moses uh, wrote. Psalm 91 and 15 says, he shall call upon me, and this is God speaking, he shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. Somebody said, well, why we got to be in trouble in the first place? I thought, you know, once you get saved and once you're a child of God, everything is great. Yeah, everything is great because you're with him now. But there's still life that we have to deal with. There's still stuff. There's still drama. There's still broken people. There's still broken situations. And so if we find ourselves in trouble, I'm going to say it's okay. It won't be okay because you're in trouble. Uh, um, but he's with you. He's very present. He's very present. He will be with you in trouble. He will deliver him and honor him. So not only will he be there, he will do the things. If we trust him, he will give us what we need to walk ourselves out of that thing. All right. Uh, when I was going through a difficult situation and I was in trouble, man, I was in trouble. And I think I shared this before. Um, I was staying with a buddy of mine for the weekend because um, I lost my apartment. And, and two ministers back to back preached the same sermon about God taking the children of Israel the long way around the wilderness to get them to the promised land. And I needed to hear it twice. And I needed to hear it twice from two different ministers from two different programs on television, and they were not connected to one another. It was the exact same sermon. Not only was it the sermon I needed to hear, they preached the exact same sermon in their own way. And that was God being a very present help for me in a time of trouble. Because once I saw this, when I saw the first sermon, I said, yeah, okay, yeah, I can see how that applies to my life. But it, it didn't really penetrate. But when I saw the second one, oh, man, tears coming down my face. And I said, okay, God, this is, I don't know why I'm here. I don't understand this, but I trust you. Because nobody with God could have or, could have orchestrated two, two different ministers preaching the exact same sermon that I needed to hear right at that exact same time. So, you know, you go, all right, I'll trust you, uh, you know. So uh, he will be with us in trouble, and God promises that he will deliver him and honor him. And I think the rest of it is and show his great salvation. The message translation of Psalm 91 and 15 says, Call me and I'll answer. Be at your side in bad times. 
I'll rescue you and then throw you a party. What? (laughs) I'll be at your side in bad times. So away with this mindset that says God is punishing me. I'm in trouble because God is punishing me. No, God says I'm right here with you. I'm not punishing you. Now, maybe you made some decisions that put you in a situation, or maybe other people made decisions that put you in a situation. But God is not saying, see, see, you messed up, and now I'm going to get you back. No, 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 no. No, no, that's not the God of the New Testament. That is not the after uh, the resurrection God, okay? That is not the after the cross God that we serve. He doesn't operate in that manner. And even before the cross, yeah, he did operate that way, but he didn't operate that way, okay? So um, God is not getting you back. God is not punishing you, okay? How can you trust somebody that you think is going to punish you? It's kind of hard to do, isn't it? I know. And that's kind of what some of you guys have been struggling with because you have this image of God punishing you. Because you messed up. So so now you got to trust him. And, we'll, you know, you may trust him with your mouth, but your heart's not connected to it because you're scared of him. Well, you know, the Bible says you're supposed to, to have the fear of the Lord. That doesn't mean being afraid of God. That means being reverent and respectful of God, being awed by God. That's what that word fear means. It doesn't mean I'm afraid of God. Oh, man, you never know what the Lord might do. No. That's that's not the father. That's not the father. Okay? So you have to understand he loves you unconditionally. And if and when you find yourself in trouble, he's going to be at your side. If you call him, he'll answer you. And he'll be at your side. And not only will he be at your side, he will rescue you. And then once you're rescued, he's going to throw you a party. And celebrate you being rescued from trouble. I, I, I tell you, man, give him a chance. Give him a chance to be your hero. Give him a chance to be your rescuer. This one time, don't make the phone call that you usually make. This one time, let your hero be God and not somebody else. This one time, try him. Try him this one time. This one time. This one time, try him. And watch what he does. Watch how he brings you out in a manner that, you, that 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 other person could never bring you out. That that scheme you always use, it could never, it, it can't deliver you the way God can deliver you. The thing, the, the, the default thing you always fall back on, that you know you can always trust this or you can always trust that person, give them a break this time and trust the Almighty God. Give him a shot. He wants to be your hero. He wants to be your Iron Man. He wants to be your Captain America. He wants to be your Spider-Man. He wants to be your superhero. That's all he wants to do. So give him a chance. Give him a shot. All right, Lord, I'm going to give you a chance. That's what I said when I was lying on the floor crying. I said, all right, I'm going to give you a chance. I'm going to do it your way. But you got to show me how to do this. And he did. So I'm not telling you what I heard. As the old folks say, I'm telling you what, what I know. Okay, um, I want to, yeah, I think I've kind of, I think I've kind of hit that pretty good. I think we've mined that pretty well.
Uh, I'm going to do one more, Psalm 50 and 15, and then we'll move forward. Psalm 50 and 15. Psalm 50 and 15 says, Call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you, and you shall glorify me. Mm. Call on me in the day of trouble. That's what we're just talking about. Call on the Lord in the day of trouble. And here's the promise that he makes. I will deliver you, and I'm going to deliver you in such a way you're going to glorify me. And sometimes, and, and you know, take this. This is from the book of Cliff. So the book of Cliff means you can take it or leave it. Okay, this is just not my opinion. It's just my perspective. Maybe it's my opinion a little bit. Um, but I believe sometimes God allows us to walk a path that's not the most wonderful path in the world. So when he brings us out, he's the only one who can get the credit for it. He's the only one that can get the credit for it. Man, I was in such and such and such and such, and, and I got a phone call, and there was nobody but, but the Lord. You know, and, and he can't get credit for it. Your intellect can't get credit for it. Your contacts can't get credit for it. Your talent and your skills can't get credit for it. Your ability to manipulate people to get them to do what you want them to do can't get credit for it. Not this time. This time, he will deliver you and you will glorify him. Amen. The Living Bible says, I want you to trust me in your times of trouble so I can rescue you and you can give me glory. That's, that's, that's it. I'll rescue you and you give me glory. And you testify to my goodness. And you tell people when they want to glorify you and glorify your, your abilities, no, you give the glory to me. Because, you know, that, that's what needs to come out of your mouth. Nobody but God could have gotten me out of this. All right. Now, uh, you know, we don't want to get too deep on the other side and put ourselves in situations. Well, I'm going to put myself in this situation and so God can deliver me. No, 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 no. There's no wisdom in that. And you're going to hurt something and you're going to hurt somebody. There's no wisdom in that. So we're, we're not trying to get down like that. All right. All right. Uh, I'm looking at, uh, trust the path that leads to victory. Mm. Trust in God. Uh, we talked about this, uh, Proverbs three and six, uh, in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Right. Psalm 27 and 11 says, teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in a smooth path because of my enemies. The living Bible says, tell me what to do, O Lord, and make it plain because I am surrounded by waiting enemies. Now, um, I have this. Yes, um, I have this uh, example in Second Samuel. 5 22 through 25 and we're going to end with this but i'm going to give you guys a little homework okay um and and this comes under godly trust equals godly victory and there are two examples of this in the old testament one is second chronicles chapter 20 king jehoshaphat and the people of judah were being invaded by three armies and the story of what King Jehoshaphat and the people did is an amazing story. And they had to trust God because if they didn't, those armies were going to kill them. So in your study time, look up Second Chronicles chapter 20. Also, 
in First Samuel chapter 30, and if you got to rewind this podcast to catch them all, that's fine. First uh, Samuel chapter 30, David uh, had a situation at a place called Ziklag where he was living, and he came back from a battle. He and his men exhausted, fighting for somebody else. And when they got home, their city was burnt to the ground, their possessions were gone, and their wives and children had been taken. And David had to trust God and find out what he needed to do to be able to get his possessions back. And out of that story comes that uh, scripture, and David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Right, But it's a wonderful story. It's an amazing story of how God came through for him, rescued him, and then David was able to glorify God because of the victory that they got. But now here's one I'm going to read in 2 Samuel chapter 5, verses 22 through 25. So again, your homework, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, 1 Samuel chapter 30. So that's your homework. But we're going to read this now from 2 Samuel 5, 22 through 25. 2 Samuel 5, 22 through 25. All right, verse 22 says... Then the Philistines went up once again and deployed themselves in the valley of Rephaim. Therefore David inquired of the Lord, and he said, this is God speaking, You shall not go up, circle around behind them, and come upon them in front of the mulberry trees. And it shall be, when you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the mulberry trees, then you shall advance quickly. For then the Lord will go out before you to strike the camp of the Philistines. And David did so as the Lord commanded him. And he drove back the Philistines from Geba as far as Gezer. Okay. So there was an instruction that God gave David. Now David had to have a relationship with God that was strong enough where he could trust God's instructions. Because oftentimes God will give instructions that don't make sense. Or instructions that go against conventional wisdom. And we have to be in a place where we trust God enough to follow his instructions. Now, he says, the Lord said, you shall not go up. Which implies that normally David would go up, right? Attack the enemy straight on. You know, David didn't play. He wasn't no punk, right? He comes straight at you. But this time, God says, don't come straight at them. Go around behind them and come upon them in front of the mulberry trees. Now, God's got a thing going on where he was able to create a sound, uh, that sounded like marching from the tops of the mulberry trees. And once you hear that sound, bam, pounce on them. And he says, for then the Lord will go out before you to strike the camp of the Philistines. Okay. And so we have to trust God to get, I, I see that Lord. That's good. If we want God type victories, we're going to have to, we're going to have to follow God type instructions. Godly instructions. If we want the godly victory. Now we can get a victory that came out of our own effort. And then we'll put a Christian stamp on the front of it and say, look at what the Lord has done. But that was you working it. That And, and that victory is only minimized. I, I'll, I'll share this. Because uh, I don't... 
there is a there is a godly victory. I guess. Well, yeah, it was announced at my church. Uh, I, I I attend a very large church here in Los Angeles, and um, uh, we just experienced a godly victory. I'm not going to go into details, but we just experienced a godly victory, where the thing that we have been working towards, uh, and our pastor was leading us towards from a financial standpoint. Uh, uh, the debt has been paid uh, over and above um, what we were working to pay off. And it is indeed a godly victory. And it is a victory, and I was talking to somebody about it yesterday, and it's like nobody but God could have done that. Nobody but God could have done that. Okay? And so, but we have to follow godly instructions if we want godly victories. If we want a godly victory where he rescues us and we glorify him, we're going to have to trust him, fam. You got to trust him. You got to trust him. I know. I know it's scary. I know. I, I know. I know. It seems like maybe he let you down in times past or that one person that you love with all your heart and they, and they died. And, and maybe you blame God for that. I don't know. But here's what I do know. I know he loves you. And I know if you give him a chance to be your hero, he will rescue you. So give him a shot. Give him a shot. Give him a chance. I mean, give him a real chance. I'm not talking about giving him a churchy chance. Give him a real chance. And I'm not saying be foolish. Well, Lord, I'm going to give you this offering and not pay my rent and I'm going to trust you. No, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. Unless he's telling you, give me this and I'll take care of you. Now, if he's telling you that, oh, okay, that's between you and him. Make sure he's telling you that. <laughs> but if that's what he's telling you, make the move. If that's what he's telling you, make the move. If, he get, if he's giving you instructions that don't make sense, make sure it's him and make the move. Let's trust him, fam. So he can be our hero and he can throw us a party. And right in the middle of the party, we give him all the glory and all the honor. Amen? All right. You know how we are. Uh, we never want to get up out of here without giving people an opportunity to give their lives to the Lord. And so if you're here and you're listening to this podcast, I want to give you an opportunity to get into a relationship with God. That's the first level of trust. It's the first level of trust. God, I trust you with my life. I trust you with my life. I trust you with my soul. I trust you to take care of me. Um, the scripture says that, uh, that God gave his only begotten son for us. So if he gave his best, why would he not give us all things? I'm paraphrasing that a little bit. But if he already gave us his best, why wouldn't he give us everything else? And what he wants to give us today is a relationship with him where you can commune with him, where the spirit of God can live on the inside of you and you can hear from him and he can lead you and direct you and help you navigate through life. Those of us who've been doing this for a while, it is, a, I heard a minister call it a wonderful adventure of faith. And yeah, man, there's some down days but there's some up days, and there's some sideways days, and there's some very clear road days. It's just like life. But now, the greater one lives on the inside of us. 
And the scripture says that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Right? So now peace is a part of my lifestyle. And, and, and I can sleep at night. And I can smile in times when I couldn't smile before. And my whole countenance is different. And how I deal with people has changed and transitioned and transformed. All of these things come out of the beginning of trust, which is giving Jesus, uh, asking Jesus to come into your heart and giving God your life. It's the first step. It's a quality decision. It's a commitment of living life in a different way. But it's not living life in a different way from the outside in. It's living life in a different way from the inside out. And it starts with giving him your life. So if you're listening today and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life and you really, really want to, I, I want you to follow me and, and just repeat this prayer after me and just say these words. God, I come to you today with a genuine and sincere heart. I believe Jesus Christ is your son. I believe he died to take away my sins. And I believe that he was raised from the dead. Jesus, I give my life to you. And I ask you to be my savior and my Lord. From this moment forward, all I am and all I have, I place in your hands. And wherever you lead me, I will go. Amen. All right, if you prayed that prayer, I want to welcome you to the family of God. This is the first day of the rest of your life. Uh, I am excited about what God is doing in your life and uh this is just a start it's just a start now as i was as i was repeating that prayer the spirit of god was kind of tugging at my heart i don't know exactly what it was but he was like there's more there's more and i think this now goes back first of all if you prayed that prayer again congratulations now what you want to do is find pray that god leads you to a church that's going to help you learn and grow and develop in the things of god uh, uh, maybe you grew up going to church when you were a kid, and so you have an image of what church should be, but that image doesn't fit you. So, so pray that God leads you to a church, a real church, but it fits you for this generation. Right? It may not necessarily be a church where you got to wear certain clothes, or it's a, not, maybe it's not a certain uh, nationality or ethnic group. Right? Open yourself up. Right? We talked about opening up our heart to God. Open yourself up to allow God to lead you to the place where you're going to be able to be nourished and sustained and you learn and you grow. There was a situation where a prophet, Elijah, had, 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 had run away and, and God said, go to a certain brook and there I will sustain you, right? And at that particular brook, there was water that he had to drink and God uh, commanded birds to come and bring him meat. So it was in that particular brook, in that particular place, God was able to sustain him. I believe that there is a particular church that you need to go to that where that's the place where God will sustain you.
This whole mindset of it doesn't matter what church you go to, just go to church. No, there needs to be a particular place. God has a place for you where the ministry speaks to you and that there are people around at that church, members of that church that will be able to minister to you and love upon you and help you walk through this new thing called a godly living. All right. So pray that God leads you to that place. Uh, for those of us who are believers, listen, this issue of trusting God, if you can get this right, I guess this is where God is leading me. If you can get the trust thing right, you've been trying to get all the other things right in godly living, but it's the trust thing that you got to get right. If you can get the trust thing right, everything else is going to start falling into place. But you got to trust him, like for real, for real, trust him, as the kids say, for real, for real. You got to trust him. You got to open up your heart to him. I know it's a little shaky. I know you're nervous, but you can't get where God wants you to be without trusting him. Because every time you hit that fork in the road of where you're supposed to lean, you always lean on yourself. And you love God and you're a committed Christian and all of those things are true. But every time you get to that fork in the road, you lean on yourself more than you lean on God. And God is saying right now in this season, you got to lean on me the next time. Because if you don't, you're not going to, you're going to end up being like Moses. You're going to see the promised land, but you're not going to get there because you're not trusting God. And those of you where this is applying to, you know what I'm talking about. I don't know what I'm talking about, but you know what I'm talking about. All right. So let's get this thing together, man. Let's trust God and let's let him lead us to the place that he wants us to get to. All right. Okay, fam, that's it for me. I'm out. I'm done. I am finished. I'm not going to keep talking. Um, no, I'm not. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Keep listening. Share the podcast with anyone who you think uh, this will be a blessing to. Reach out to me on my email address uh, when you can. Hit me up on Facebook. I said I was going to stop talking. All right. I'm going to stop talking. God bless you. I love you. See you next time. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast and that what you heard will start you on a journey of change and transformation. If you'd like to communicate with Cliff with a question or a comment, you can do so via email at clifftalk 63 at gmail.com. That's clifftalks, the number 63, at gmail.com. And thank you for listening. God bless, and we'll see you next time on The Word Experience.